Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. We're back on track. We are. Yeah. Right. I'm excited. Me too. Especially about this topic. Yes, I have absolutely because I have a, I have a ton of things that I would like to offer, uh, things that I've gone through personally and what I've discovered for myself, and I think that's what everybody should do: is discover for themselves what works best. I completely agree, and I think you know. So today we're going to talk about diets. Yes. And um, I think we give our personal experience, we give our professional opinion, and and then at the end of the day, we help guide people as to how they decide what the right diet for them is. Right. Do you want to talk about what you do first? What I do first? Or well, what you think is the ideal diet? <laughs> okay. Uh, ideal for me. Yes. Um, other people out there may choose something else. But for sure, one thing that I think everybody should do is reduce the amount of carbohydrates and sugar in the diet. Yes. Especially because the carbohydrates that are consumed in America are refined and processed. No nutritional value. And all carbohydrates, the only way they can be metabolized and utilized in the body is to convert to sugar. Sugar. We have so much, you know, diabetes is an epidemic. Do you know when I went to medical school, we still called it adult onset diabetes? Yeah. Do you know what we call it now? Well, everybody, everybody's <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, non-insulin dependent diabetes because yeah. it's in all age groups now. When I was in medical school, which, I mean, I'm older, but not that old. So this wasn't that long ago. We didn't, we still called it adult onset diabetes. Yeah. Uh, 30, 30 million Americans have type 2 diabetes. And it, it's, a, it's, I believe it's optional. It is, it, for, because, for most people. Oh, yeah, because what you choose influences your sugar levels. Right. It, it, the way I look at that is that uh, we eat a lot of sugar. The amount of sugar that we consumed in America in the early 1900s was about four to five pounds of sugar per year per individual. Now it's up to close to 200 to 250 pounds of sugar per year per individual. And I know you don't eat sugar, I don't eat sugar. So somebody else is eating our sugar because based on the national average. So they could be yeah. up to 300 pounds of sugar. That's almost almost three quarters of a pound of sugar a day. Well, do you ever look at people's carts at the grocery store? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know when they have the Mountain Dew oh, yeah. 12 packs? Cases of it. Yeah. Cases of Cases it. Of and I don't think, you know, when I, was, when I was also training in medical school, the one thing they told me over and over and over again, especially for emergency medicine training, is you always have to talk like you're talking to a third grader. So I want to back up and tell people when we're talking about sugar and refined carbohydrates, okay. we're talking about not just table sugar, we're talking about bread, pasta, crackers, cookies. All the any, carbohydrates. Those are all carbohydrates. And when you eat them, your body literally converts them almost immediately into sugar. Right. So it's no different whether you eat a tablespoon of sugar or you eat, I mean, there's a little bit of difference, obviously, or a big bagel. Because ultimately right. it becomes this, almost the same thing right. and it does the same thing to your body. So that's what we're talking about about sugar, right? Right. Right. All of the carbohydrates, all the all the grain-based foods, right, and flour-based foods that make up the majority of yeah. our diet. Everything. That's what people eat today, and plus the fact that all that sugar that we think we don't eat is hidden. Hidden. Like in a big um, coffee drink from Starbucks. Is ketchup. About Twelve to uh, fourteen teaspoons of sugar. Ketchup is one third sugar. Right. 
You know, I mean, granola should, bars. Yeah, they're all they're hidden all over. Gogurts. Yes. Soup. I mean, with all the soup, with all the, and you know, people think they're really doing a service to themselves when they have a juice drink. Oh, right. Drinking a glass of orange juice for right, breakfast. Right. I've been on planes and I watch people eat their breakfast in the morning on the plane. Right. And they'll order like two, three, four glasses of orange juice. Oh, I'm getting my vitamin C. Right. But yeah, you're getting about 14 teaspoons of sugar per glass Correct. of juice. Right. It's tremendous that where all the juice, all the sugar comes from. Right. And I think, you know, I always too want to make sure that, you know, when I talk emphatically about sugar and diet that I don't uh, shame people because I think a lot of the people just don't know. Oh, they don't know. Because the, literally from the day you're born and the day that you can see colors and shapes, you're getting ads and media and enticing things telling you that Doritos are good and Little Debbie's are good. And then in these foods, they call them hyper palatable foods. So these companies have actually manufactured these foods so that when they go in your mouth, they like explode with amazing goodness. Right. They trigger your brain to give you dopamine bursts. So they make you feel good. It's like getting hooked like a junkie. Right. So so no no one should feel bad about how much sugar they eat. Like you're up against a big mountain. So you have to be very intentional and educate yourself first about what sugar is and what foods it's in and what it does to your body. Right. And then make the decision to like remove it. Right. Like you have and like I have most of the time. I have a dog that, <laughs> you're, you're way better than yeah, I am. <laughs> well, I have a dog that begs to go for a ride. So every night when I get home from the office, I take her for a ride and I listen to um, classic radio uh, on Sirius. Nice. Um, and it's all the old, uh, uh, all the radio shows that I listened to when I was a kid, you know, like Gangbusters and radio, Lux Radio Theater and all those kind of things. Then the commercials come on and they're still from the 30s and 40s commercials. And they're talking about, hey, the sugar cereal that is now available. And kids, you know what? Sugar is good for you. You need it for your energy. Tell your mom, buy this cereal because the sugar is good for you. Right. And that's when it came about when fats were bad for us. So everybody jumped on sugars and carbohydrates. Did you, and you know that they came out with, um, they found out that, that that fat industry actually, or no, the sugar industry actually demonized fat oh, yeah, intentionally. Yeah. So, so when I was in high school and college and we started doing these, um, no fat diets and we would eat all the licorice you can eat, all the snack rolls, cookies, which were just solid sugar. That's what we thought was right because these, these sugar companies had demonized fat. So that's a whole other topic. Yeah. I went through all that phase too because I could eat a bag of Oreos. Right. No problem I know. I know. Yeah. We were literally Twizzlers for lunch. But you know, let me, you're the doctor. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't have any medical degrees. I'm not a chemist or a scientist, but so I'm going to ask the doctor. Okay, so what I look at is somebody, you know, we eat a lot, Americans eat a lot of sugar. And so uh, we don't have enough insulin that is produced by the body to shuttle that sugar into the cells to burn as energy and burn it off. Right. So that sugar then converts to fat Correct. and puts into storage. And the only place to store it is belly fat right. or anywhere else on the body is fat. Right. But when they go to the doctor, the doctor says, oh my God, your blood sugar is so high. You're a diabetic. They're not diabetic. I don't believe they are. I think they're a sugarholic and have so much sugar in their blood. Right. It has no place to go. Right. So now they get pills and they get insulin to take care of that sugar rather than saying to the patient, stop eating sugar. You know why? Because it's easier to give them a pill than it is to talk to them about a new diet. Oh, yeah, because you only have six minutes. Right, to exactly, exactly. But again, that's another topic. Um, no, I, I do agree with you. I think I think the caveat is is that for, for, those, of, for those people who don't understand diabetes, um, there are two types of diabetes, 
and there is the the one that's the autoimmune disease that no matter how healthy you eat, you're going to be diabetic. That's type one, right? So right. type one, um, and then there are some type two diabetics that I know for a fact that no matter how um, healthy they eat or how much they exercise and how much they control things, that they're they're not able to control their sugar. And we don't know for sure why that happens, whether it's genetic or what's going, or there's toxins that are affecting them or what's at play there. But that's that's a very small section of the non-insulin dependent community. I think 98 percent of all the diabetics today, the type two diabetics, are only by choice. But they don't know that. Yeah, they I don't. Know. What they do every day is a choice, and that actually influences the sugar. Right, and 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 that's where people, you know, people are just so resigned to say, oh, you know what, I can take this pill. It's easy. It's only ten bucks a month. And, and I don't have to give up my food. I don't have to give up my food. <laughs> and and I always, I, I always want to, you know, when people come to me, they they're at that level where they want to make change, so it's easier. But I always want to just shake people and say, do you know how much better you could feel? Do you know that you're here for a purpose and just slogging through day after day and feeling lethargic is not okay. And and you can do better Right. (laughs) and you will feel better. You know, on my radio show, I do a radio show every Saturday and Sunday morning. um, I tell my listeners that, you know, I'm trying to give them the fact that we decide our level of health. The doctor does not do that. No. Yeah, drugs don't do that. No. Neither of them promote health in general. The doctor is chasing disease, and that is important because disease is could take somebody's life. Right. So drugs are important in some cases in, in, in emergency or in a crisis. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we influence our, our health by every choice we make for the food we eat. Every, we, every all day, we make choices. Right. The, the clothes we wear is a choice. Where we're going that day is a choice. How we get to the office that day or the or the, the job that we have are all choices. And our food is also a choice. And I think we're making wrong choices. And the American population doesn't realize that they have such a power over their own health. And food is the greatest medicine in the world. It's the it's greatest the medicine. medicine in the world it is. for physical and mental health. It is. And, and, and it's really hard. I mean, I every day, I, I personally struggle. It's gotten so much easier. But, you know, I didn't start eating a very healthy diet until about eight years ago. And before that, you know, I was transitioning and I was eating. I, I, I transitioned from, as a kid, I was soda, Doritos, sugar, sugar, sugar. We all were. And then... And then, um, you know, medical school and college, I started transitioning to more whole foods, but it was still high carbohydrate, which ended up being obviously high sugar. Um, but I felt like, oh, if it's whole and natural, it's made from flour, it's probably good. That's natural. We don't um, think about it, though. We don't think, you don't think about it. And then, and then when I finally, like, started my integrative medicine training and really just digging into it, I was like, okay, I actually have to eat more meat, more fat, a lot of vegetables, um, healthier grain choices like whole grains and and it was hard and it's honestly still hard because sometimes you know I have young children and we're trying to make school lunches I'm trying to make family dinners that they'll eat and it's not easy so so I understand where the community is coming from so I never want to come off as I'm being judgmental or shaming or any of that like people need to realize it is really hard but then they also need to realize that you can completely do it and you do not have to be a doctor or rocket scientist to do it there are only three choices that people make about food. Oh, I like that food I just bought. It tastes really good. I think I'll buy it again. Oh, and it was inexpensive, so that's really good too. Right. And it was very easy to make. All I had to do was pop it in the microwave. Right. And it only took me five minutes, and I was done eating. So 
all those three reasons are what people think about right. when they eat food. And it's unfortunate because the only thing that we drive on, like a gas car drives on gas, right. we drive on vitamins and minerals and the accessory food factors fiber. that are in food, fiber and all that things that are Fat. found in food, fats, yeah. I mean, our whole diet today in America, upside down. Completely upside down. And so, so you know, I, I know we've talked a little bit about our personal diets and right. I, I, we follow a little bit of a different diet. So I do, um, what I currently do is, I would say um, I try to get around 50% of my diet coming from a plant, so mostly vegetables, maybe some beans and grains, but not a, not a whole lot, maybe a serving a day at most. Um, and then I do eat meat every day, and I don't care if it's fatty meat or lean meat. I eat all types of meat, but I get grass-fed meat. Um, I eat a lot of eggs like you do. I know you eat a lot of eggs because I, yes. I see you posted on social media. Absolutely. So I eat three eggs a day, which people kind of That's like great. It, it's great. Fantastic. I've done that for years, and I love it. Um, plenty of fat, so coconut oil and olive oil. And then a little bit of fruit, like one or two servings a day. Um, am I missing? Not a lot of dairy. I love cheese, so that's kind of my weakness is cheese. I can eat loads of cheese, so that's probably my weakness. Um, and then, like, when I have a sandwich, I usually do a lettuce wrap. If I have a burger, I try to do it without the bun. Um, but but I do love pizza and burgers with a bun and all that stuff, so that's where I go off track. All right. And, that, and I have to cook that kind of stuff for my kids because they won't always do the super healthy diet. Well, kids have a really tough time, you know, when they're a peer group and they're out. Uh, you know, they're all ordering pizza. Yeah. And, you know, it's really tough. It's really tough. Um, and their school um, lunches are Unless the they, they really are. start thinking about it and maybe prepare for the future. But, right. Um, my diet is much, 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 much more stricter than your diet. Mm -hmm. But it works for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've gone through hell in my younger years, grossly overweight, depression, uh, I was a I was a junkaholic. I was a, a carboholic, um, sugarholic, whatever you want to call it. And so you know, I became fat. I became you know, I didn't have muscle strength. I didn't have muscle tone. It was flabby. I was I was terrible in shape. Um, and but long story, I'm not going to get into it because we did a, a podcast and what I went through. But what I discovered was, and I tried I tried all kinds of diets. I've been doing this over 50 years involved in health and nutrition. I'm a year older than you are probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so young. It's, it's, you look fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, but, you know, I tried all kinds of things. I've tried the macrobiotic diet. I've tried a vegan diet. I tried a vegetarian diet. And temporarily, I felt better because I didn't have to deal with a lot of food because it was just all plant. Right. Um, but I did feel good. Eventually, it just got to a point... One day, I was on a vegetarian diet for about four or five years. And one day... Not vegan, vegetarian. Vegetarian. Okay. I, I picked up a bag of grains, 50-pound bag of grains, and I almost passed out. I got so dizzy from bending over trying to pick that up. And I said, whoa, whoa, this is not good. Something's wrong. And I had, a, I had my kids convinced at that time that I was vegetarian, and they should be too. Right, right. Everything we made at home was vegetarian. And they were eating food... Outside the house to, <laughs> right. to, keep, to keep up their health. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> to keep up their health. Uh, it was so funny. So I started eating meat on the side to, to not influence them that I was cheating because when I had that health, <laughs> was the only way I thought I could be healthy. So then I tried the, tried the, the paleo diet. Mm -hmm. And I did well on the paleo diet. Yeah. Then I came to the ketogenic diet. And my diet is protein, not a lot of protein. It's moderate. You don't need a lot of protein to be healthy. I agree. But the ketogenic diet is primarily fat. 
So I, I have a lot of olive oil, and I discovered a new oil, too, that works really well for me, pecan oil. Oh, interesting. In fact, pecan oil has more polyphenols and more uh, of omega fatty acids, uh, omega-9, like poly olive oil does. But if you take pecan, pecan oil, it's more concentrated than wine and olive oil together. Uh, so I've been using kind of a mix of that. I've never seen that. But uh, yeah, I didn't either. I got a, a gift from a friend saying right. this pecan oil is magic. You know. I can, does it taste like a little bit like the pecan stuff? Uh, absolutely. Oh, yummy. Absolutely, it tastes like pecan. No. Yeah, it's very, very good. So I use that. I use a lot of fat, uh, ribeyes, eggs. Could you say like a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I think that helps people understand. Yeah, for, for breakfast, I would have, usually I have poached eggs for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I have three or four poached eggs. Uh, on a piece of white bread, right? Pardon me? On a piece of white bread? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know what I do when I go into restaurants, you know, I think I'm crazy when I'm traveling or something. I thought I want four poached eggs in a bowl. Yes. I don't want them to be spread all over the plate. Right. And they've been in a bowl? Why do you want in a bowl? So you can get no, all the goodness. All the goodness. Right. I, I can scoop so it up. So you don't up have to lick your plate. Right. And waste it. Otherwise, it soaks on the bread and then you have to eat the bread. Right. And then I'll have maybe a, a double order of bacon. Okay. And that's it. Are you careful about where you source? Not when you're traveling, obviously, but when you get it. Target, hard to, yeah. Oh, but absolutely. Do you get the grass-fed organic? Grass-fed, yes. Everything. Pasture-raised. Grass-fed okay. beef. Um, I have a really good uh, company that I order all, almost everything I online. Okay. Um, and I look for good proteins. I look for I look for the fatty. So I like the ribeyes. Um, meat fats are good for us. Mm -hmm. um, anything that's healthy in, in animal proteins, like even uh, like fish. Um, anything of that kind. I don't eat as much seafood as I do meat. I think I do so much better on red meat. So you eat for lunch and dinner. Would you have red meat most days? Um, I'll have at least uh, one or two servings a day of okay. red meat. But like for lunch, what I'll have is uh, six or seven ounces of salmon, mm -hmm. two poached eggs, and uh, maybe I'll have uh, have a couple of blueberries. So you're looking at about six eggs a day? Uh, I, I would say, yeah, probably six eggs a day. Have you ever noticed adverse effects on your health from that, in terms of like cholesterol? Oh, absolutely and, not. Anything no, like that? Okay. No. Uh, in fact, they've proven that you, you can't absorb enough food, uh, cholesterol from the food you eat. Yeah, I don't think people realize that actually how cholesterol is actually a really important part of your body. Yeah. It's the basis of all of your You know, it makes all our hormones. Right. It makes, the, the, uh, you know, all the right. DHEA, it mm -hmm. makes phenylalone. Testosterone. Makes testosterone, right. estrogen, mm -hmm. it makes all of it. Then people say, well, you know, I've been following this low-fat diet, and I have no ability to have sex. I am just right, dead. Right, You know, well, we need cholesterol to make all these great hormones. Exactly. And that's, that's what keeps our body together. So you don't do any grains at all? No. Uh, beans? No beans. Uh, not a lot of fruit, just berries for fruit, so low-sugar fruits, uh, it sounds yes, like. raspberries. Do you keep yourself in ketosis, like if you measured your... You're yeah. a OGB. I never measure. I just okay. go by the way I feel. Okay. And when I started, I lost about 35 pounds. Uh, without, you don't even try. Mm -hmm. I mean, people that want to lose weight, and I know there's a, a segment of people, a small percentage that can't lose mm -hmm. weight, but when you go on the ketogenic diet, you automatically will lose weight. You don't even have to try, and you don't have to cut your portions down. You don't have to cut your calories down. You don't have to walk away from a table hungry. Right. It's not. It's not a diet. It's just a behavioral change. Right. And you're taking on a new form of food. It's food chemistry versus body chemistry and brain chemistry. Do you um? So when you did paleo, which I don't think is that far from keto, no, not far. It's different, obviously, in the fat ratio, and then you can 
it has a little bit more freedom. I don't do well at all with dairy. I have very little dairy in my diet. Right. I do use some goat cheese and mm -hmm. goat yogurt once mm -hmm. in a while, which I can get by with. But if I stay too much on the, the dairy trail, I start getting a lot of congestion, mm -hmm. a lot of upper respiratory problems. Uh, it's just too much. I can't digest it. Right, right. I completely but what I found out was, you know, I've worked out all my life. And you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, I didn't look any different than working out or didn't working out. I mean, I didn't have any muscle tone from it. I didn't have any strength from it. And going on the ketogenic diet, my muscle tone has improved almost unbelievably well. That's incredible. My legs are stronger. My legs are more muscular. My body is more muscular. You look, you look at your, my back and it looks like, wow. I mean, and the only thing you changed was going to the ketogenic diet for Absolutely. That? Well, I, I, I used to work out three times a week. Now I work out once or twice a week, about 25 to 30 minutes. With weights? With weights. Mm -hmm. uh, I think weights are important for Agreed. strength of your, your, your muscles and 100%. your bones, and you need weight-bearing exercise. Agreed. Um, but it just made my body much, much stronger. I think the, the, the meat, uh, then the lack of the carbohydrates, which don't, I think it just makes you fat. Right. And, and a layer of fat on it. Um, you know, uh, I used to weigh, well, years ago, I weighed close to 250 pounds, and I'm only five foot six, five foot seven. So it's uh, it's, it's like, um, you know, five by five. Right, right. So, no, that's that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, for people listening to this podcast, as someone who takes care of patients and is coaching them on what diet to use, um, what you do is probably not the right fit for everyone, and it's probably not the right fit for most people currently. I'm just going to say that and put that out there because knowing how people are now and where they are today to get to the level that you're at is, is maybe not attainable for most people. Well, I, I agree to that to a certain point, but um, it's harder to follow and it, it's more difficult to follow when, you, when you've gone through the American diet mm -hmm. and you have been on the American diet all your life and now... But I'll tell you what, if, if you've been sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want to bring back your health, I have, I know people that have made drastic changes overnight. I agree. And said, I'm dumping the sugar, I'm dumping the carbohydrates. And I've talked to people that had major pain, major arthritis, major complications, and within three months, four months, they turned around their health dramatically. And they'll never go back. They'll never go back to the American diet. They'll stay with the ketogenic diet, or they'll stay with a, a, a partial ketogenic diet. Maybe a little bit of cheating here or there. Uh, maybe you know, because my my grams of carbohydrates per day is 20, 25. That's really low. The American diet is four hundred. Right. No, and I think um, I think it doesn't mean people can't shoot towards that ketogenic style diet. But when I coach my patients, I don't even I don't even say the word ketogenic but it's probably a modified ketogenic diet. Well, maybe it's just a low-carb diet. It's a low-carb diet, basically. Yeah. And um, I think, um, it take, you know, like you were saying, it takes a lot of people to get to that point where they are so sick of being sick and tired that they finally make a drastic change, and that, that's what it takes for a lot of people to get there. Um, but the sooner you can do it, the less likely you are to have to go through that health condition or that period of pain or suffering that you have to go through when your health fails. Yeah. Because regardless of what you've got going on, if you follow a standard American diet for your entire life, you're, you're more likely than not to have a disease from that. I would say you're 
most people will have a disease be directly because of their diet, yeah. whether it's diabetes or high blood pressure or obesity or depression. Right. I think people don't realize the effect of food and nutrition and your blood sugar and your level of inflammation on your brain health and your mood and your mental clarity. That's People don't understand that. No, not at all. And, and you do because you've gone from being in more of like a lower carb ketosis type state compared to what you felt like when you were maybe higher carved up. Yep. And it's it's completely a 180. It's clear. It's it's expansive thinking. It's you know what I'm talk, talking about. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you run a, you run a company, so obviously you know what I'm talking about because you wouldn't get where you are without mm. having that in you. Um, that's where I just feel people don't understand how much better they could feel. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's everything. If you want to be a better mother, better father, mm -hmm. better business person, if you want to make more money on your job, uh -huh. you know, everything is sleep you, better. Yeah, you sleep better. You have better sex. Productivity. <laughs> you have better brain thought. Right. Um, you know, you're sharp when you don't have. You know, you're tired. You're dragged out, mm -hmm. and, and you got this sugar rush, and you know, it, it's it's terrible. It's. Uh, and I think you know, I talk a lot about my kids and how it's hard to maneuver those worlds, but but you can still. I think do it both ways. So, so I don't force my kids to eat a certain diet. I don't bring a lot, a lot of the junk in, but I also don't completely isolate them from it with the sole intention that I don't want them to be sneaking right. it at school or going away to college and binging because they never got it when they were a child. Right. Um, and what I found in my personal life is that as they got to that teen, late teenage years, college year, they naturally, their brain formed enough and they <clears> became mature enough that they could understand the consequences of the bad food and they felt the difference when they ate the bad food versus the good food and they've naturally transitioned to healthier foods the older they get. Right. My 12 year old, he's still completely addicted to sugar. Yeah. Um, but, but my, he just says, my older ones have transitioned and, and do a great job. And my kids too. I mean, they're older than your kid. But they went through this whole thing of like, dad's crazy. Right. You know, he's got his oh, I can up, only imagine. Right. Um, and then by, you know, now they have gravitated to almost a ketogenic diet. My daughter has, my son is almost there. Um, I mean, they eat very, very clean. Right. They eat a lot of good food. Uh, they don't have, eat anything kind of junky. Uh, it, it, you know, they, it's come back to them. Right. They, they saw some of the things that made sense and they, as they're getting older and they don't feel as well. And now I've changed and now I feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. So what would you say to the people who, you know, I follow a lot of people on social media who believe in all the different diets. So one, one thought leader I follow is huge carnivore person, which I think is basically the same as ketogenic. Yeah. And who, you carnivore person? Yes. Um, I, I follow a couple different carnivore people on social media, but then obviously I follow vegan people and I follow, um, uh, plant-based people and right. they're always arguing. There's so much arguing and trolling on each other's social media feeds and yeah. um, what do you say to someone who comes to you on the street or in your office and says, Terry, you know, you've got it all wrong. The way of the future is vegetarian, plant-based. We're going to kill our environment. Um, grains are the best. What, what do you say to them? You know, there really is, uh, there's no answer for that. Right. Because they are convinced where they are is right. And probably if you say anything that's going to conflict, it just irritates them and chases them away. Right. Um, I just recommend what I do. I feel fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's hard to make somebody else change. And and right now, I don't know why we are in this plant explosion. 
why everybody is changing the plants. Now they're putting plant burgers. I mean, oh. uh, all these things that are so artificial. Don't even get me started junk, on that. And the junk they put in, it's like changing, you know, from, from gluten food to non-gluten. The non-gluten are even worse than the they're gluten They're so foods. bad, right? I mean, they're all... You know, they're manufactured, almost synthetic. Yes. You know, how can you even want to eat that? Right. I think, no, I think that's a great topic. When I tell, I, I, I do have patients go gluten-free, a lot of them. Yes. Um, for various reasons. And I, I always tell them, this doesn't mean I want you to shop in the gluten-free section. Right. <laughs> do not shop in the gluten-free section because that's all processed crap too. Yeah. They just took a different grain and they processed it and it's still going to turn into sugar. Yeah. So, so gluten-free means eat more meat vegetables, whole foods. Eat the perimeter of the store. Exactly. Yes. Right. No. So I, I think that's a great point, but I think people have to figure it out for themselves. And I think if you're someone listening to this podcast and you know, you're saying, Oh my gosh, this is a lot of information. Do I do what Dr. Wagner's saying? Do I do what Terry's saying? Maybe I do want to be vegan or vegetarian. Um, you have to try them on yourself Oh yeah. and you have to see how you feel. Yes, absolutely. And, and you'll know, you'll know within three months, you'll mm -hmm. know better. Mm -hmm. But I, what I tell people is I have a lot of people that write to me and ask questions based on my radio show, you know, my, my website. You can ask me any questions you want. And they always have this, you know, I have this problem. What can I do about it? And I always start off, first of all, I would definitely recommend and I highly would suggest that you adopt a ketogenic diet. I mean, this is going to solve a lot of your over uh, overconsumption of sugar and carbohydrates. And I want you to explore it. And I give them three websites to go explore the ketogenic diet and then I let them make up their own mind. Mm -hmm. And if they look at it and say, I'm going to try it, or they're going to say, I can't do that, but they have some choices then. And I just want to expose them to it. Can we share those websites in our show notes? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because okay. I think people, people ask me all the time for resources on all these different diets and it's hard, you know, because I don't have time to write the book. You don't have time to write the book. Yeah. You want me to mention them now? Sure. Okay. One I really like, Ellen Davis. She's um, uh, she has a think she has a uh, master's in nutrition. She has a website called ketogenicdietresource.com, and she's involved with all the top researchers, scientific researchers, mm -hmm. doctors that have explored the ketogenic diet for diseases. And so she has written uh, e-books, and she has written other books, and she has books on her website. And she has a book that she, she wrote on a ketogenic diet and cancer because cancer cells are fed on sugar. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is just helping people to see more evidence of what the ketogenic diet is. Then I recommend the diet doctor. The diet doctor is, is uh, it's a website of a Swedish doctor, mm -hmm. medical doctor, who became the diet guru, guru in Sweden. And he was, everybody was coming to him. He said, but I can't take care of all these people. So he said, I'm going to start a website. And now he has like a million people on his website. Um, and you can go on free. Uh, you can get a lot of information free mm -hmm. and expose yourself to a lot of information. Perfect. And see the, the testimonials of people. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, what kinds of diseases and, and overweight and how they've changed their lives and how they look today. And then you can pay another $9.95 a month and you can get all more scientific evidence. Right. And the other one is called Diagnosis, uh, uh, DiagnosisDiet.com. And that's written by a psychiatrist. And okay. She has changed her life. Like you and I discovered how we changed our mm -hmm. life. She was a, a Harvard-trained psychiatrist. 
but she had all these problems, and nobody could solve, help her solve her medical problems, herself, her own personal problems, until she said, I'm going to do my own exploring. And it came down to diet and nutrition. And that changed her life, and it started changing all of her patients' lives. Now she's almost to the point where she, she went through keto, now she's almost a carnivore. Right. Uh, so, you know, the closer you get, to, I guess, I, I, I contemplated doing car, carnivore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have time to do uh, steaks every day. I mean, no. cooking or, or, or grilling steaks in the morning no, for breakfast. No. Um, I don't think I have that leisure yet at this point to do all that. But I'm, I'm, I'm close to it because it's eggs and, and meat. Right. And uh, I, I will have maybe a cup of broccoli with a steak. Uh, with about a half a pound of butter. Well, <laughs> Not quite a half a pound, I was gonna, but a lot of butter. I was going to ask you about that because I'm a big vegetable girl. Because it, with my patients specifically and with my medical mind, you know, I know that the fiber in vegetables and the antioxidants, um, those types of things can help with cancer prevention, um, colon health. So, you know, you imagine the fiber going through your colon and basically brushing it out and keeping it clean. Uh, bowel regularity. Um, there's so many benefits to vegetables that I do push vegetables a lot. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't find, I don't think you need it. Um, it's another way of um, activating the colon to a certain degree. Uh, but when you eat enough fat, there is no reason to have any kind of fiber to regulate the bowel or the intestinal tract. Um, I get a lot of fats and I never have a problem with elimination or constipation. Uh, and when people do, it's just because they're not getting enough fats. They're afraid to go that far with fats because they fear, still they have those nagging feelings in the back of their mind that, oh, I'm going to have a heart disease, or I'm going to have cancer, or I'm going to have something else. But, you know, it's not... You're making me a little uptight right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of all my cardiology colleagues just shaking their head at you right now. <laughs> oh, no, I mean... I mean, that's the way we survived for millions of years. Right, right. I said, but I'm also thinking of, you know, literally people running through the woods and eating animals and fatty animals and organ meats. Oh, yeah. And living and, you know, thriving. And, well, we can't do that, so we no. do as we can under the circumstances. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. right. No, but I think, I think at the end of the day, what I always think about is if you actually boil down all these fad diets and you, you – you, t- you tease out the high points of them and the things that are actually working, they're all not that different. You know what I mean? Mm. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. But like, like if you talk about low-carb, carnivore, paleo, keto, you know, you've taken it to your extreme with the keto, but, but 80% of what you're doing is similar to 80% of paleo. It's similar to 80% of of a low-carb diet. Uh, to, to a degree, yes, and I that, would say that. And I would argue that that's probably where most of the gain is coming from for each of those specific the diets. Most, the biggest gain the is biggest like gain. stop the carbohydrates. Stop, stop the, the sugar. sugar. I mean, you're going to see an immense change right there. Huge. But to get the carbohydrates, I should, I think, here's my point, there's a really good book read, Not By Bread Alone. The book was called oh, Not By Bread Alone. Like the, okay. Yeah, and uh, he came to a conclusion after all, it was a medical doctor, came to a conclusion after all that research that we should not exceed 75 grams of carbohydrates per day. And that, I think everybody can manage that. So I can't go on a sourdough bread diet? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> no, but I think the, one of the things else I want to talk about is um, addiction, because people also don't realize how addicting sugar is. 
And um, think about when you eat something really sweet, a candy bar, a piece of bread or a bagel, um, it makes you feel happy very temporarily. Oh, yeah, of course. You get a really good little feeling. You get a sugar rush. And um, then it's like, why wouldn't I do that again? But then rapidly after you have the sugar rush, you have your crash and you have your brain fog and your fatigue. And that's all because of what your hormones and your insulin and your sugars, your glucose are doing. So then when you crash, you go for the second hit. Right. And so that's where this vicious cycle of sugar addiction comes in. Um, The good thing about it is that unlike tobacco and heroin and things that are highly addictive, um, you can break sugar. What I've found with patients is that when you break from it and you abstain completely, the cravings go away within days. Yeah. I don't know if you found that yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Even if I find myself getting heavier on the sugar, if I just do a couple of clean, really clean days, right. my, my cravings are gone. Yeah. I, I walked into a store one day to buy something, and a man came up to me to weigh on me. He was so rude and so mean. Uh, Too said, much sugar. I said, could I see somebody else? Could I? Could somebody help? Them? Could the one young lady over there help me? He said, oh, I don't know. You know, he kind of blew me off. <laughs> he, he went in the back room, and she came out, and she was very nice and was helping me. And then all of a sudden, somebody came in with a bag of McDonald's and gave it to the gentleman in the back room. And after he ate, he came out, and he was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. People don't realize, like, when you eat a healthier diet and your blood sugars are stable, you don't have those highs and lows. No, you don't. You don't have those hangry feelings. No. And you don't have those crashes, unless there's something else going on. The other question I want to ask you is, what are your thoughts on alcohol? Well, I think moderate is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not... I don't think you can be moderate in hard alcohol. But if you have a beer, uh, two beers a day, mm-hmm. um, or a glass or two of wine, yep. I think it's fine. Okay. But I think if you go to scotch like or a vodka or something like that, <laughs> I, I do that. Uh, you know, that's one of my carbs, you know. Right. I'm going to have a glass of wine with a steak and be in a... We're a wine family. And uh, I like my mother. My mother never did follow anything I ever said anyway. But she said the only reason I eat bread is uh, so I can have all the butter. <laughs> when, when she put butter on her bread and could see her teeth marks in right <laughs> and she'd have to be 97 right she would eat butter like cheese I eat butter like cheese yes uh, absolutely yes we do uh, I, I would have a bite of steak and a, a, and a scoop of butter a bite, a bite of steak and a scoop of butter do you think I, I, do you think there really is a big difference between the, the corn fed cattle oh yeah and the, the products that come from them yeah because it's high in omega 6 I would agree where grass fed is high in omega 3 right there's a big difference I agree it's trickier to cook with sometimes, so it's, it takes a learning curve um, yeah, of using it. Yeah. Less fat. Um, you can't definitely can't cook the steaks well, so you have to learn. Oh, I, mine are just barely. Same. Yeah. You have to yeah. make them move a little They're bit. They're still moving a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. That's the way to eat it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for all of you vegetarians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can hear everybody click it off. <laughs> I know. See you later. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not destroying my day. Right. Um, no, this is good stuff. So I think, you know, take home points is cut the carbs cut the carbs carbs, cut the carbs get rid of the sugar even if you think you're not eating a lot of sugar and read the label to make sure what the what the label says about sugar terry don't eat foods with labels well that's true too (laughs) you got a good point there yeah because there's no label on dairy there's no label on vegetables and fruits right there's no label on meat there's no label on anything you eat yes no there's no no nothing so i would say you know and obviously that's really hard to do but if you can go label free, probably there's a label on my my snack, uh, pork rinds. Oh, true. Yeah, but <laughs> but I know I know it's just pork rinds. Right. Well, and and if it does have a label, um, it should have maybe three ingredients. Well, the only thing with the three are. 
You know yeah. what they are, but you know, if you have three ingredients, it's more likely to be a whole. You know, food. yes, you know, you're, you're getting right, down to basics. Yeah, you're get, you're getting on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, cut the sugar. Um, do it. Do just a and look at what you're eating. You know, do a food diary and look at the labels and just start being aware. Ask yourself, what am I eating every day? Is this real food or is it? fake processed foods that, that, that has been made hyper palatable to trick me into thinking it's good for me or to give me a high. And how do I feel after I've eaten that food? And then how do I feel every day? Am I, am I in my mojo or am I just slogging through life? Right. And if you're slogging through life, do something about it, man. But don't analyze it in a day or two. Make sure you give yourself some time. Yes. It takes time, a little bit of time, but you know the body is so it forgiving. It takes a lifetime, I we think. Can, we can abuse our body for decades. We can. And then it turns around within months. I agree. That's the most amazing weeks. thing. You know, people think they're too old to make changes or they've been Never. too hard on their body. Never. Never. No, I am. Never too old. I have some very I don't care how bad the conditions are. Mm -hmm. I've seen people change their lives and they've cured themselves of cancer. Well, where did it go? I don't know, but sometimes the doctor said, well, according to the reports here, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I had a lady that, that one time said to me, she said, you know, my, my oncologist said I was going to be dead in a year. And she said, I told him to hell with you. I'm not going to die. I've got kids in high school I want to see live again. And right. she changed her life. She went on a, a diet that was appropriate for her, mm -hmm. cut down all the crap, uh, got rid of all the junk out of her food, started taking some supplements. And she buried the three doctors or two doctors that worked with her. Wow. I mean, they all passed on before she did. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, I see, it's I see cases like that too. Mind. I agree. I agree. So your health is in your hands. And, and you should still Absolutely. talk to your doctor. That's the best way to say it. Your health is in your hands. It's, it's, you have the reins. Absolutely. And you should, use, you should use a tribe of healers and people to guide you. Oh, yeah. Um, but ultimately, the ball is in your park. Yes, absolutely. Because yes. you're going to be you're gonna the one that's going to say yes or no. Right, right. Yes, I want to do this. No, I don't want to do it. I'd rather go the other way. I, I have people that said to me, if I have to give up this good sugar food and desserts, then I might as well die. I've had people say that to me. Right. And I've had people say to me, I'd rather I'd rather give up my, uh, my sex than my dessert. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. I might need a psychiatrist for that. Hey, we'll have another another time to talk about <laughs> I know, that. Too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was that was good. Yep, I like that. I think. Yeah. Good talks. Yeah. Now it's time to have a good steak. Sounds good. All right, next what time. What are you going to do there? I'm having a steak. What are you going to have? Um, uh, maybe not the hummus I was planning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already had my three eggs with a green smoothie. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a good start. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I haven't planned for the rest of the day. All right. Well, let's get together again sometime Sounds soon. Sounds good. Sounds All good. Right. Have a great weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend.